Okay, let's begin. Parshas Bahar Bechukosai, Tavshin Pei Aleph, Chazak, Chazak, as we uh, get through the uh, the third Sefer of of the uh, of the Torah, and uh, we make our way. We make our way towards Maimar Sinai. As we know, we have an uh, p- opportunity to fulfill a Takana Drabana on the Shabbos, going back to Ezra HaSofer, the Gemara in Megillah tells us, that Ezra was Misake and that we have to lay in the Tochacha, the Shabbos before the Shabbos before Shavuos and the Shabbos before the Shabbos before Rosh Hashanah. So that's what we get to fulfill this week in the second Parsha that we'll lay in, Parshas uh, Bichu Kosai. But we start off with Parshas Bahar. Hopefully at the end also we'll have one thought related to uh, Yerushalayim as uh, Yom Yerushalayim is Bezashem also upon us uh, next week. So the Torah starts off, of course, Parshas Bahar talking about Shemitah which uh, Baruch Hashem is very exciting because Tavshin Pei Beis next year is a Shemitah year. We're already feeling the aura of Shemitah. In the days of old, in the days of old there was Tosefes Shvius, as the first couple of Prakim and Mesecha Shvius discuss. Uh, the Gemara talks about why we don't have that anymore. Uh, but uh, that's the beginning of Parshas Bahar. Right, on Har Sinai, first Rashi, not for this year. When you come to the land, and the land shall rest. There is um, an amazing amount of lumdus relating to the Isra Malacha of Shemitah as compared to the Isra Malacha of Shabbos, for example, focusing on the land more than on the person. But uh, you get it from the Psukim themselves. But the Pasuk tells us, says Rashi, Shabbos Lashem, L'shem Hashem. For Hashem. Keshem Shenem or B'Shabbos Bracious. Just like Shabbos, so too Shemitah. So, so Shemitah is L'shem Hashem. The question is, what's Rashi adding? What's Rashi telling us that the Pasuk didn't really tell us? The Pasuk says, Shabbos Lashem, Shabbos Lashem, L'shem Hashem. What exactly are we supposed to... Um, glean out of this uh, cryptic Rashi, L'shem Hashem. So if we look in the Mishkan B'Tzalel, B'Tzalel Radinsky in source number one, he has this question, V'amdu Rabim, L'havin Kavanas Rashi, Shemos V'apshuto Shemikar, what is Rashi adding? U'bevada ain't Shekavanas L'targim, as Lashon HaPasek. He's not translating. Right? Many Svarim have been written. What's bothering Rashi? We mentioned in the past, how many Svarim are there that explain Rashi over the past 900 years? It's probably almost a safer year. Hundreds. I once saw a statistic, maybe six, at least six hundred svarim just to explain Rashi. Just what's bothering, what's behind Rashi? I think the Barbara Rebbe himself has about ten, you know, to explaining Rashi. So what's what is Rashi telling us here? L'shem Hashem. Vehine. Question one. Question two. If we look all the way at the end of the section, we have Shemitah, and of course then we have Yovel. And at the end of the discussion, after the halachas of Yovel and Shemitah, then we have, in Pasuk Chaf, V'chitomru manocha b'ashana shviyas. Less one says, what are we going to eat during the Shemitah year? Hein lo we're not planting anything. V'lo ne'asovas tuaseinu, we're not gathering our produce in the regular way. V'tzivizias berchaz ilochem b'ashana shviyas, don't worry, I'm going to give you an ace. I'm going to give you extra in the sixth year. V'asas is a tuolashloshashonim. And then it could last for a number of years, even three years. Why is this Pasuk all the way at the end? Ask the Mishka Mitzalel. Reish is called Tzarek L'Havin. Lama Brachazu Dafka. Rag Achrei Shekfar Nistayma Lagamri. Parshish Bita Viyovel. All the way at the end. Maybe, you know, during the Tzivoy. I know it's challenging. 
I know this is hard, but you know what? I promise. It's only like all the way at the end and only in response to a question that we probably shouldn't even have asked. But you know it, if somebody says, what am I going to do? It sounds like somebody without so much bitachon. What am I going to do? Okay. So what's the message of that being at the end of the section of, um, of Shemit and Yov? As we uh, just saw. So he says, point number one. <coughs> Let's, one, one other question before. I already mentioned earlier. The Torah tells us, interestingly, just a contrast. Whenever Shabbos is mentioned, first is mentioned the six days of the week. Sheishanim, Tavod, Sheishanim, Teosem, Alacha. It's always the six days and then Shabbos, which makes sense because, you know, Shabbos is at the end of the week. And yet, here the first thing you get is Shemitah. And then, So why do you have Shemitah mentioned before the six years? It's not chronological. Says the Mishkan Betzala. Part number one, he says, obviously, as, as many are probably uh, guessing, the goal is mentioned at the beginning. We have to have the eye on the prize in order to know how to most appreciate the process and the way to get there. But first, he, he points out, fascinating, based on some arithmetic. He quotes two suggestions how... It's not haphazard that it's the seventh year. You know, you might have said seven is teva. Maybe it should be seven years and then Shemitah. Early, why dafke is it seven, the seventh year? So says the Mishka Batsal. Shabbat is tachlos ha-shemitah hu b'chtei shiuchlo lasok b'torah. One of the tamei ha-mitzvos of many that are mentioned by the Rishonim is Shemitah is about having more time for Ruchnius. If we think about an agricultural society, when we're always in the field from morning till night, one year where we're, we don't go to work that much. Okay, we work a little bit, maybe there's an Otsar Bezdin, and we work for the Bezdin, but we have more time on our hands. Maybe we work a half a day. That's the goal. The goal of Shemitah is to be more involved in spiritual pursuits and Torah and Ruchnius. And if you think about it, there's a parallel between the six years Shemitah. How is that? See, he explains, he quotes based on the word Ervin, which we're not going to get to, but he says on line 26, You know, during the six years, we have a lot going on in our lives. We're being pulled in many directions. We're human. A lot of them are understandable. Remember that Gemara in Shabbos? That Petas, where Yitzchak Avinu is bargaining with HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Hashem wants to destroy us, and Yitzchak says, come on, what did they do wrong? You know, it's only, they only have 70 years. The first 20 years, you could take off because they're not punished by the, by the uh, Shemayim. So it's 50 years left. And out of those 50 years, half the time they're probably sleeping, so they can't be punished for that either. So that's another 25. And then he says, and then they're involved in their basic human needs. Eating, drinking, bathroom, davening. Put on that list. Interesting. But... So Hashem knows that we're involved in a lot of things that we're not involved in Ruchnius directly. Seventh year is supposed to be Kula Lashem. Let's do some math. 
the times that represent spirituality during those six years. There's Shabbos and Yontif during the six years. Let's think about it for a second. 52 Shabbosos a year. 52 times 6 is 312. Seven days of Yontif per year. Daraisa. Right? First and last day of Pesach. First and last day of Sukkot. Yom Kippur. Rosh Hashanah. Shavuos. Right? Did I miss any? But, uh, the, uh, but the seven altogether. So seven times 6 is another 42. 312 plus 42 is 354. The lunar year, the year that, um, you know, that we hold up for various halachas. So this, after six years, which had 354 Yemei Kodesh, we have a whole year of Kodesh. Paralleling all the Yemei Kodesh in the previous years as if to give us the message of what you're supposed to be doing in this year. It's Meduyik that it's six years and then the seventh. And he does that math. That's one version. Or he quotes another version from the Klayakar on our Pasik on the top left now. The Klayakar based on the Gemara Mesechas Brachas in the sixth paragraph, Lamed Hay. Dama Rava Litalmidov. Rava says, He tells us Talmud that during Nisan and Tishrei, Lo Tachsu Kamai. Don't, don't, I don't want to see you. You have to work. Two months of the year, even those who were in yeshiva worked. So two months of the year. So if you do two months, says the Klayakar, for six years, that's 12 months. 12 months that they weren't involved in Ruchnias in those years. So the seventh year is more of a kapara, more of a being mashlim, what was missed. So either it's a parallel to the Yimei Kodesh, or it's a hashlama. But either way, it's meduyak that the seventh year after the sixth year is is a goal, is something that we have to have in mind at the beginning. And even before we start, that's the message. And now we get to the Balakeda. Line 22. Everything in life. Everything in life has a goal and the avenue and way to get to that goal. And one has to know both. If I know the goal and I don't have the mechanism or avenue to get there, then I'm never going to get to the goal. But if I know the avenue, but I don't know where I'm going, I get in the car, but I don't put on the GPS or the ways, and I don't know where I'm going, then I could drive all around. I'm never going to get there. You have to have the goal and the way to get there. Sometimes after we put in ways, right, we check to see which way ways is taking us, right? So we want to see the 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 ma'isa and the totzah. We have to think about it before everything starts. That's only at the end. And then he quotes even beautifully how the Malbim writes in, in Tehillim on what we say every Elul. What's the difference between both of those words? There's no synonyms in the Hebrew language. Right? Every word, and the Malbim is an expert at this. Every word, there's never kafala inyan bemilam shonos, as the Radak sometimes says. The Malbim says every word is meduyak. So the Malbim says here, I need something. There's a, there's a short-term need. I borrow something. 
Bevukash is the goal that I'm, that I, that I, the goal that I want in the long term. I show El a cow because I'm Maratza, I'm a vacation to have a plowed field. So David Amalek says, I ask in the short term, right, Beis Hashem, to sit in the Beis Hashem. But guess what? Osa Avakesh, that's my goal also, David Amalek says. My, what I want to do in the short term is exactly the goal that is, that is the long term. That's David Habakasha. So says the Mishkan Batsala, now bringing us home. The six years, as we've mentioned through math, is a lead up to the seventh year. But we have to recognize the goal of that seventh year. Again, we don't need, live in an agricultural society, but even if we're not farmers, maybe next year we should take off some time. Maybe we should pull back a little bit. Dedicate even even an hour a day, a half an hour a day, right? This is my shemitah hour. This is this is what I want to dedicate, you know, because the goal of the Torah is every seven years I'm supposed to have this focus, but I focus on it even before I start because it's a long time. Sheishanim tizra before the Torah says sheishanim tizra. No, you have to have the goal in mind. And he quotes here from the Chassam Sofer that we mentioned in other. Um, Context, the beautiful Chassam Sofer. Chassam Sofer says it's interesting that regarding the Jewish people, our day of rest is at the end of our week. Right? We have Shabbos at the end of our week. Yom HaShvitz is the Yom Shabbos Kodesh. Hu b'sov achrei sheisim yamaisa. V'ilu eitzel umos ha'olam. Right? In the olden days when there was only one day of the weekend. Right, as the uh, the Jews at the beginning of the 20th century were told, you don't come to work on Monday, Shabbos, don't come to work on Monday. They worked on Shabbos. Shabbos was a weekday. All of a sudden, now, you know, Niskanu Adoro, so we have two days of uh, of the weekend in Chutz Laaretz. But but really, Shabbos was the day. What was the what was the day of rest? Sunday. Sunday's the first day of the week. So the Jewish people have their Shabbos at the end of the week, and the almost all of them have it at the beginning of the week. Why? What does that symbolize? Upire says the Chassam Sofer, a couple hundred years ago already. Do I rest to work or do I work to rest? What's my goal? Do I rest on the weekend in order to get more koach, in order to make more during the week? Or do I work during the week in order to be able to properly support my family so that I can rest? Because that's the goal. You always built up to the goal. The goal, our goal is Shabbos. Ulam Eitzel Yisrael Yom HaShabbos Yia Iker V'yatach L'shokol HaShavua V'lochini Ba'ala Basof Ulam HaEshe Yisraeli Tzorach Ladas Shezeu HaTafkid B'chli Yimbe HaMaisa L'afsheres HaYom Sheyachol HaShabbos B'silo Shalashchina That's what we have to do the whole week by Shabbos. That's also what we have to do by Shemitah. To think about the goal Throughout the harder six years, and that's Rashi. Everything we do has to be with that in mind. Rashi is not saying it's not just the year is called Lashem, but we have to think Lashem. We have to focus Lashem Hashem. If somebody's not on that Madrega, okay, at the end of the Parsha, Hashem talks to them. But at the beginning of the Parsha, He talks to the, hopefully, the ones that could focus. Again, it's a tremendously hard and challenging nisayon for a farmer to do that. The, the Midrashim talk about, they're called gibore koach, to say, I'm not going to get a paycheck this year. 
but at least the message is for all to be able to focus on the Ruchnius. Okay, let's move on. I apologize that this year we'll be spending most of the time on Bukhokosai. I sometimes try to uh, have an even, but, you know, I just look for the thoughts, and then after the dust settles, sometimes there's more in one Parsha than the other. But this is about um, Shemitah. Now we'll move on to the beginning of, of Bukhokosai. One thought that we mentioned in the past about 10 years ago, but adding on to it. First Pasuk, two little thoughts on the first Pasuk. If you uh, walk in my ways, Rashi, of course, quotes the most famous Rashi out of these two parshios. What does it mean? The second phrase in the parsha says, keep the mitzvahs. So what does the first phrase mean? Walk in my chukim. One has to toil. One has to work hard in Torah. That's Bechu Kosai Telechu. Why, though, does the Torah hint to Amelus through this phrase? Bechu Kosai Telechu. Why Chukim? Is that harder work than, let's say, Mishpatim? Why, Dafka, the word Chukosai is that word to reference Amelus? So explains the Lubavitcher Rebbe in, uh, in source number three. To stress the point further, Hasidic thought explains that the chukosai is a derivative of the term chakika. Chukosai could also be from the word chakak to engrave. Chokek mashu in stone. The luchos were chakukin into the rock. Which means engraving. For unlike ink, which is used to write on paper, engraved words are written in stone. The words and the stone become fused into one. Even on a Torah, the ink is on top of the parchment. And sometimes it can pop off. And sometimes a sofer looks at it, you know, when there's uh, damage and somehow, you know, ink pops off. Nothing's going to pop off if you chisel. The luchos only popped off because HaKadosh Baruch Hu told them to pop off. And it got filled in. The letters flew up to Shamayim. But really, Chakika, it, it becomes a unit. There's no separation between the words and the material that it is on. When somebody is a male, is involved in a melus patora, somebody is totally immersed, that becomes chakukalibam. That's not just some learning that goes on, but in. It goes inside. And a creates the engraving on our hearts. Likewise, if a person totally immerses himself in the observance of a mitzvah, he and the mitzvah are no longer two separate entities, but one. Remember David HaMelech in one Pasuk in Tehillim says, Ani tefillah. I, that's what I am. I don't daven, I am daven. What does that mean? The, the, we're, we're, we're linked. We're linked. It's engraved in David HaMelech's essence, the mitzvah. And that's what this parsha is about. The above point that Bechukosai teaches us a lesson about observing all mitzvahs in the best and most perfect manner is a unique quality which do, we do not find by the name of any other parsha. So Amelus through Chakika. One idea. A second idea in the Pasik is from the Chida. I bought recently, they put out from the, uh, it's been out for a while, I just saw it. They, uh, the Chida has many, many sperm. One of the most prolific writers in all of our history. 71 say, he lived for 71 years, he has about 71 svarim. 
but many, many Sfarim. The Birka Yosef, Chaim Sha'al, but there's some more well-known ones. But uh, they, somebody did a compilation of the Chidah al Torah, put, put the Chidahs. So here they quoted from uh, one of his Sfarim, um, relating to this Pasuk of Bukhosa we just celebrated Rav Shimon Bay, we just celebrated the Yantif of Lagba Omer, which reminds us of Rav Shimon Bayochoi. The Gemara tells us in Mesech Shabbos of a concept that we don't have anymore. Toraso umnaso. Which Rav Shimon Bayochoi and Chavera, that's what it's called. Even in the days of the Tanoim, most Tanoim were not Toraso umnaso. Rav Shimon was Toraso umnaso. What does that mean? Every free second of their life, their Torah was the umnis, but it was a halachic category. And there were certain mitzvos, that they were exempt from. Because Torah so umnaso. Oseg b'mitzvah. That doesn't apply to most. But Torah so umnaso. They were part of from Tfila and Kriyashma. Siba sadavar hi, shagam talmud Torah, vagam tfila, vagriyashma, hey mitzvah shoshinun. It's all verbal mitzvos. If I'm involved in Torah, then those other ones I can be part of from. If every second I'm involved in it. It doesn't say anywhere that Rosh Hashanah does not have to shake a lulav or wear tefillin or do any mitzvahs ma'asiyos. Where you have a specific time period to do it. If it's a mitzvah, you could do any time you want a mitzvah, a ma'asa mitzvah, then maybe you could delay it. You're involved in a mitzvah and but if there is a Maisa HaMitzvah that has a specific time, even if Torah Suhum Naso, I have to stop and do it. That's the halacha for those who are Torah Suhum Naso. It's not in Shulchan Aruch because the Shulchan Aruch was not written for those who are Torah Suhum Naso. But says the Chidah, maybe that whole idea is alluded to in the first passage of our parsha. In if you constantly walk in my ways, and you are from those who are Amel Batorah, and even Torahso Umnaso, Bichukosetilechu, you are absorbed in everything. Then the Esmitsvosai Tishmoru, when it comes to mitzvahs that you are Shomer, what is Shomer? Apidrush quotes Rashi in Pasha Vayeshev, Vaaviv Shamar Sadavar. Yoshiva Mitzape Masayavo, right? Yaakov Avinu waits for Yosef's dreams. Shamar is to wait expectingly to see if it's going to happen. The Archaim HaKadosh says it in Kisisa, V'shamru v'nei Yisrael Shabbos, Yoshiva Mitzape Masayavo, right? Waiting for Shabbos, waiting for the dreams. So, says the Chidah, in Bechukos, I Leichu, if you walk in my ways and you're Tarasu Naso, that's Mitzvosa, and you come to Mitzvos, Tishmar, that you're, you're Yoshiva Mitzape, they have a specific time, you got to do them. Those you're not potter from. And that's the remez to the halacha in the Torah Shebechsaf. Again, like a Alpi Hameshachachma, who often finds remazim in the psukim themselves to halachos. This is the chida lived before the Meshachachma. Um, a remez in the pasuk. Okay, moving right along. So we have the brachas. The first part of uh, Buchu Kosai tells us the brachos, Benasati Geshmechem Beitam, rain, Benasna Ares Yivula, we'll have uh, produce, Vesasadi Tempirio, some Daesh has Batsir, Batsir has Sekazar, we'll have plenty of food, or plenty of bread, and we'll have peace, Benasati Shalom Baaretz, our enemies, our enemies won't uh, fight us, or Adaptim Asai Vechem, we'll be able to 
put our, push away our enemies, etc. Wonderful brachas. The question that the Rishonim already ask. The Rishonim already ask. Why is it when the Torah mentions schar, it's always physical schar? It's always gashmi schar. Rain, produce, look in Shema. It's always physical schar. Why is that? Don't we know, right? Schar mitzvah Baha'i al maleka. You don't can't get schar anyway in this world. So you want to say, you know what the answer is? Because Hashem can't describe spiritual schar for us because we have no idea what that means. Right? Phys- try to explain some spiritual nehenemizif hashchina. We can't fathom it. Right? Try to explain to a dog what it means to, uh, I don't know, basic mathematics. It's not shy if they'll understand it. He doesn't have the kalim to understand it. We don't have the kalim to understand spiritual schar. So maybe that's the answer. So the question is, then why write this schar? Just say, it's something spiritual and you'll understand it in Olam Haba. But there is physical schar in here for mitzvahs, but it's all a masho, maybe, according to some we've shown him. But if you look in the Chanukah Satorah, the Rebbe Repeshel, the Rebbe of the Shach and the Taz, he has what's called a charifus. You put a few sources together and you come out with a package, uh, amazing thought. Makshima Olam. It's quoted in the name of the, it's not in the Chanukah Satorah, Allah Torah, the one that I have, but it's quoted here in the, uh, in the Torah Ladas in the name of the Chanukah Satorah. Makshima Olam. How do we do it? How does the Torah promise schar mitzvah by so the Tariq Kushizulesh Lahav in the question that we just asked, Ech Yachalakarish Barhu, another question. That's asked by the Bali Musar. Ech Yachalakarish Barhu Lidchos Tashlum Kiyama Mitzvah Sarolam Haba. Hashem Kaviyachol. And there are sources for this. Hashem is subject to the rules of the Torah, just like we are subject to the rules of the Torah. In parallel situations. And the Pasik says, Biyomo Titin Scharo. You have to pay a worker on time. You have to pay a worker on the day that he does his job. We are his workers. So how could he delay the schar for Lasilavo? So again, parenthetically, some Mepharshim give the answer. There's a difference between a day worker and a job worker. A day worker you have to pay on time. But if I, if I hire you to do a job, I don't have to pay you until the job is done. So that might be another answer. After the job is done, after 120, that's when. But he goes a different route. He says, again, why, what, what about the delay? See, he says, if you look in Chazal, Bamatsiya Kufyud, Balabais over, Abaltalin If the Balabais did the hiring himself, then he has to pay. Because then there's already a personal agreement. But if he had a Shliach hire, then there was no direct personal connection, there's no violation. If he hired the worker through a, a Shliach, an agent, there's no violation. So says the Rebbe Rebbeshel. We got the Torah. We heard the Torah through Moshe Rabbeinu. Chazal call him the Sirsur, the middleman. So we heard it through a Shliach. So Baruch Hu doesn't have to give us a schar right away. Because it was hired through a Shliach, so to speak. But that doesn't work for all mitzvos. What does the Gemara say at the end of Masechus Makos? Torah Tzivalanu Moshe, Torah Gematria 6.11. We heard from Moshe, two directly from Hashem. Hashem and Velo we heard directly from Hashem. 
So for those mitzvos, we didn't get it through a shliach. So where's our schar? That's the schar in the parsha. For 611 mitzvahs, there's no schar written in the Torah. Any schar written in the Torah is for recognizing a Kaddish Baruch who's in charge of my life. Im you'd have to say that means the attitude that there are mitzvos. Hello, im ken kimach tzivah lan Kaddish Baruch hu ba'atzmosh te mitzvos eila adayim uchiv l'shalim ba'olam hazeh. And that's what all these brachas gashmios that Kaddish Baruch Hu promises us bishkar kiyam shte mitzvahs elu because those we didn't get through a shliach kivet shemechuyev hu l'shalim schar b'olam hazeh kadesh aliyavra al baltolim and that he says is even alluded to in the pasuk in Kohelas this whole vart tovim hashnayim min ha'echad better. Or, or good are the two. What's the two? The two mitzvahs that we received. Min ha'echad. From the one. From HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Asher yeshlem schartov ba'amalam. That we get schartov in their amelus. Amelus batora. So alluded to that in that Pazik and Kohelas is exactly this this thought. And that's what he says. Ubezem avor hemshach v'en mishnayis. Ka'yitzvah yeshlem chelag oma ba'am. Moshkibotar misinai. Okay. But that's... The Rebbe Reb Heschel, the whole parsha is related to those two mitzvahs, because by those two, HaKadosh Baruch has to give us the schar and olam hazeh. All the other mitzvahs are olam haba, and that spiritual schar, and that is ayin lo ra, so we cannot fathom or verbalize or imagine uh, what that type of schar uh, is. Okay. Continuing, we're spending a number of thoughts on the brachas. On the brachas. The passage continues. Merasati shalom ba'aretz. Ushchatem be'machred. There's going to be peace. The hishbati chaya ra'am min ha'aretz. The hishbati. That means I will remove tashbisu hashbasa. Right. I will cause to not be there. The hishbati chaya ra'a. If you look in the uh, the unkelis, the hishbati va'avatel. I will nullify. Avatel chaya bishta. So what exactly does that mean? So we mentioned this medrash in the past. Machlokes Rabbi Yehuda and Rabbi Shimon in the medrash. What does it mean that Hashem promises that I will be mashbit chayera? Says the Ramban, he quotes the medrash. Aldas Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Yehuda bar Eloi, she'amar ma'avir min ha'olam. There won't be these animals when Mashiach comes and when we ultimately do everything the Torah wants us to do. That's the Pashup shot. There won't be any Chayis Ros, meaning there won't be any lions and tigers and bears and snakes and scorpions. There won't be wild animals. They won't come. So maybe the Ramban is trying to explain not that they'll be miraculously disappeared from the earth, but there'll be so many people and animals generally stay away from human populations. They're not going to be there. They're not going to be there. That's Rabbi Huda. V'yaldas Rabbi Shimon, Rabbi Shimon Bayachai, though, says, no, of course they'll be there. Sha'amar mashbisan shaloyaziku. They'll be there, but they just won't be dangerous. There won't be any more dangerous animals. The, what we call dangerous animals will exist, they won't be dangerous. V'yomar v'yishbati ra'as ha'chayas min ha'aretz. Not chayos ra'os, but ra'os 
right, that evil in the animal will be removed. That's how Rabbi Shimon understands. Says the Ramban, Even though the Ramban is the ultimate Pashtun, I guess the, the Rashbam also, but as compared to Rashi, the Ramban always tries to be even more Pshutor Shalmikra. Here he picks Rabbi Shimon over Rabbi Yehuda. Even though he says, Vishpati Chayara sounds like Pshat, but here he says, Rabbi Shimon is Huanachon. Why? Says the Ramban, because let's think back to the beginning of history. What existed before the chait of Adam and Chava? At that stage, the animals weren't dangerous. You don't find like Adam had to hide. All the animals came and Adam named all the animals. There was nothing dangerous about the animals at that stage. And according to most, right? According to everyone, he couldn't kill animals to eat. According to most, even if they died, he couldn't eat them. All of the world changed by the chait of Adam and Chavah. It's not just people changed and people are now going to die. And you have to work to make a living. The animal's essence, the animal's nature changed. They used to not be dangerous. Everything got along harmoniously. To fight with each other, to kill each other, to live off each other. Right? They're all, they are all, so many of them are now carnivores, but they all originally started off herbivores. And he says that's the promise here, to go back to what was. Hashem gave Yerak Esav. Everybody ate growths. Gidule Karka. And they became what they became because of the sin of man. And once we were allowed to eat meat, then it was because Nisharuah min Hagam Litrof. Life changed. The Pasuk says, Vishpati Chayera, what we daven for, we're going to go back to Adam and Chava Prichet. The future is going back to the past. This is the Ramban Shita in a number of places in his commentary. You don't have to say, says the Ramban, that they're not going to be these animals like Rabbi Huda says, even like Rabbi Shimon. And you know what? That's not miraculous. That's just going to go back to the way it started off. Right? The Ramban says elsewhere, at the end of Devarim, the Ramban says, where he has a line, we're going to go back to Adam Arishon and Chava before the Chait with Apachir Chavshus. Right? So exactly what does that mean? Right? A lot has been written about that. If they didn't have a chavshis, how they sin, how was their punishment. But the Ramban says, that's what we're going to go back to. We're going to go back to Adam and Chava before the sin, and that's exactly what this Pasuk is telling us as well. Okay. And one more on the brachas. Really, this is about the brachas and the klalos. And it's a question that maybe we'll think about while we hear the aliyah this week. Why are the brachas so short and the klalos so long? Right? Meruba mida tova, mida peronis. We know that, right? And uh, Rashi even uh, alludes to it. 
right? Rashi in the Chamisho Mea Mea Mikam, right? The whole Cheshbon. Rashi says it's not exactly parallel. The ratios, right? So Reina Dobem Muatan Osin Asatora LeMeruven Osin Asatora. Why there? How many psukim are there for the brachas? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, nine, nine psukim. And the Klawas? very long. So why is that fair? Not fair. I should say, why does the Torah present it in that way? Because Baruch was ultimately fair. Why does it present it in that way? This is the question of the Eben Ezra. The Eben Ezra asks this question, he gives an answer, but if you look in the Tosefes Bracha, the author of the Torah Tamima, Rav Baruch Alevi Epstein, he answers based on a psychological or logical observation. Line five. Aval emes hadavar. Nachon ma'od b'mishpat hegyoni. Let me explain something logical. Kisha kisha nachkar t'chunas amilim tovara. When we think about good and bad, good and evil, hinei levad hevdal t'chunas amakitzonit v'hapshutik shem la'atzmam, besides the extreme good and the extreme bad, odi badlu bazeh, there's a big difference between the two. And this is what, just naturally, what how people describe situations. Good can be explained very quickly. Because if I say something is good, that means everything is good. If somebody asks, everything good? We even say that phrase in English. Everything good? We say good. But really, if we're being truthful... What if something is not good? What if Parnas is good and children are good and this is good, but family is not good? What if something in my life is not good? Then I can't say good. Because it's not really. There's something that's, that's lacking and therefore it's not good. It, it impinges on the good. Again, obviously, we have to, but now we're just talking about in, in realities. You can't call something good if there's part of it that's not good. Then all the good, it goes out the window. It's not good anymore. Example. If a person's rich, good. But what if he's also sick? Then if people ask him, how's it going? He's not going to say, good, because he's sick. But what if he's rich and healthy, but he's having tzaras with his children? Good? Not good. If something's not good, then it affects from within. You can't say good. You can't say good. Right, a barrel of wine, you have a little hole, all the wine starts pouring out. But if you think about the opposite, what about bad? Something's bad. Something's bad, then even one thing. If I'm poor, so to speak, that's bad. Even if I don't have everything. If I have one thing that's bad, if I have two things that are bad, that's double bad. That doesn't uh, minimize the word bad. It 
doubles, so to speak. Uvinik Yosef Odra Sovlin Mishteros. Ubotosefes Rosh Lisha Sovlin Mishteros. Come on, Mashal. If he's poor, and if he's sick, and if he had children. He has a headache, and he has this, and he has that. It, it piles onto each other. So good has to be perfect. And if something's missing, it's not good. Bad, there's bad even by a little bit. And if there's another thing, that's even more. V'yotzeh line 17. Sh'atobah holeches umiskavetzes. Good goes and becomes withered and goes within. V'harah holeches umiskavetzes. And bad goes out. So if the bracha is, the bracha is everything's good, you don't have to say too much. Because you know that includes everything. That includes everything. You don't have to say so much. He doesn't quote it, but I'll just add. Right? The, the, the ten sukim, the ten words of Birchas Kohanim. It's short. Because Yivrech Hashem, it's a bracha from Hashem, that's all inclusive. If there's part of it that's not good, that wouldn't be bracha, that wouldn't be tov. That's why the brachas are short. Because it's all-inclusive. Everything bad could pile onto each other. It's a bad, it's a, just by definition, that's how it works. And he says, unbelievable. He says, that's meduyik in the Pasuk in Eicha. Mi pi'elyon, you can read the Pasuk a thousand times and not catch the difference. Mi pi'elyon lo vatov. Why doesn't it say haros vatovos? Or mi pi'elyon lo haravatov. Why is it not parallel? Haros vatov! It's exactly his point. Rose could be, once you have more than one ra, it's plural, it's rose. Tov is all tov. The Pasuk is read, you know, for my Kaddish Baruch it doesn't happen. But that's what he says, why it's shorter to have the brachas and longer to have the klapas. Okay, one final point on the parsha. Actually, maybe two. Let's try to squeeze it in. But by Sachs, in his Sefer on Bukhukosai, here, in the, in the Judaism Life-Saging Idea Sefer, okay, we're not going to read the whole thing, but just the idea. He quotes from a number of uh, secular sources at the beginning. One who has... He's going to relate this to a Pasuk in the, in the Tochacha. One who has a why to live for can bear almost any how. Chumon is an important thought for what Klai Yisrael went through this week. One who has a why to live for can bear almost anyhow. If life has a meaning, if our own life has a purpose, if there is a task we have yet to fulfill, then something within us gives us the strength to survive, suffering and sorrow. The call of the future helps us get through the pain of the present and the trauma of the past. If we have something to live for, we could persevere and we could get through. The second that we're misyayish, the second that we give up and we'll just want to throw it all away, we have no rut zone, that affects our physical health and our physical drive. And he quotes, turning the page, not going through every source that he quotes, he quotes from sources, that's Am Yisrael throughout history. We have been through more tsarists than any nation in the history of the world, maybe combined, all other nations. So how are we still here? Because we don't stop thinking about the future. We don't stop thinking about what more we have to accomplish as a nation. We don't stop saying, There's a goal that we're all trying to bring towards. And as long as we keep that goal in mind 
and we stay close and connected to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, then we'll be able to get through. What's the tragedy? And this is what the Pasuk says in a few times. I'll read it from Pasuk Chafalif. V'imtelchu imi keri. V'lotova lishmo'ali. Tupsukim later. V'imbe'elo lotivasuli v'alachtem imi keri. V'alachti ani imachem b'keri. You're carried to me, I'm carried to you. Over and over again. Pasuk Chazayin. V'imbe'zoz lotishmo'ali v'alachtem imi b'keri. V'alachti imachem b'chamas keri. I'll do it again. Over and over again. You do keri, I'll do it. What's keri? Rishonim discuss. But he quotes from the Rambam. Keri is from the word mikra. Mikra, coincidence, things happen, not focusing or realizing it's all part of a plan. If I think it's not part of a plan, then HaKadosh Baruch Hu will say, okay, live your life without purpose, without goals. But we know that there's always a goal. We know that every single day there's something for us to do. No matter how painful or difficult it may be, the Torah tells us what to do in every situation. There's something called Avelus. There's something called Aninus. There's something called how to react in every situation. But we have to keep in mind not to have the carry attitude. We have to have the attitude of, I have a goal in mind. And that's what he says at the end. To be a Jew is to have faith that our individual lives and our collective history have meaning. God is there even if we cannot feel Him. He hears us even when we do not hear Him. Chance is not kind, but blind. Search for meaning and you will discover strength. Life is not mikra, mere chance. It's a story which you are part, a question to which you are the answer. A call directed to the smartphone of your soul. That is our people's collective destiny within within which each of us has specific and individual purpose. We each have a tachlis. To use Rav Salvechik's words, we're gavers, we're not chavzas. And therefore, we need to focus on that as we read through the clause to recognize we still have a why and that will help us through the how. The last uh, point to mention on the Parsha is something that we mentioned also many years ago, but I'll add on one thought this year. Meiser Behema. I mentioned this in some of the Daf Shirim as well. Meiser Behema, V'chom Meiser Bakr V'atzon, Kol HaShayavr Tachad HaShavet, third to last Pasuk, Ha'asiri Yeh Kodesh Lashem. The tenth is Kodesh, Meiser Behema, we have to give from our sheep. What's the message, the Tami Amitzvah behind Meiser Behema? Right? It's, it's a carbon, but, but the Yisrael, Pashtus, eats it. It's for Yisrael, it doesn't have to be even to the Kohen. Bechor goes to the Kohen. Yisrael eats it in Yerushalayim. So two thoughts. Number one, for the Sefer HaChinuch. The Sefer HaChinuch says, Hashem needs or wants us to be inspired. Hashem therefore creates situations where we will be inspired. Yerushalayim, this is the uh, segue, Yerushalayim is the most inspirational spot in the entire universe. When there's a Beis HaMikdash, and even when there's not a Beis HaMikdash, hopefully it should be. L'chein Bahalos Kalish, when we're forced to bring our animals... Shana, shana, every year. We will be in Yerushalayim. We'll be psyched. It'll be like a siyamashas every couple of years, a couple times a year. Right? Well, Pesach, Shavuot, Sukkot, all of these are inspirational events that we're supposed to bring back to our homes to be mashpia on our families or bring our families. And through that way, the Das of HaKadosh Baruch Hu will be prevalent throughout the land. And we talk, we talk, we talk, Mikol Yisrael, Ish Chacham Yodei Torah. Somebody will be inspired. 
Whoever went to Yerushalayim and will come back and will, will give over those messages. The more we get to Yerushalayim, the more we're forced to go there, so the more inspiration we'll have in our families and in our homes. That's the Sefer HaChinuch. Rav Pam quotes another thought from Rav Blazer Gordon. He says, an interesting halacha about Meiser Behema, which is 10%, you don't just give 10% to your sheep. You have to do this whole process, describe the Mesechus Becharos, have a little hole in the fence and put the animals through, count them out, one, two, three, and the tenth one, you take a stick with a little red paint, and you know, you know that one's Meiser Behema. Wouldn't it be easier just to count up all your sheep? I have a hundred sheep, okay, I'll give ten to the co- to, to, as a miser. We have to go through the whole counting for. And the Gemara talks about all these mistakes, the animal jumps back over, the animal jumps in, right, uh, fascinating, uh, case, tuck for going. So says Rapam, miser behema is hard. On the surface. Ten percent? People might think, ten percent, that's my, that's my money. It's my animals. You know what Hashem says to do? Count them out. One for me, two for me, three for me, four for me, seven, eight, nine for me, one for HaKadosh Baruch Hu. One for me, two for me, nine for me, one. It's to teach us how much we have. Nobody has everything. Relating to what we just said from the Torah to Mima. You're right, it's never, our lives are never going to be tov, perfect. That's not what life's about. But... It could be tov in a in a certain circumstance, and the way we look at it could be tov. The way we hope that that uh, our outlook is tov, but we have to recognize the ninety percent that we have. And whenever we're going through something, it's always good to look at possibly the the uh, count it out, count out the brachas, make a list, and then we'll see. Yeah, sometimes we have to give, and sometimes we're lacking, but it's not total. Okay, one thought on, um, it's not on your sheet, but one thought related to Yom Yerushalayim, the tremendous Hakar HaZatov that we have to thank HaKadosh Baruch Hu, that we live in a generation of the ability to connect, the ability to go to the Kotel, the ability to walk around the streets of Yerushalayim to see um, pro- prophecies uh, becoming uh, fulfilled. But there's one thought, there's a parak in Tehillim, Mem Pezayin, which starts off talking about Yerushalayim. Livnei Karach Mizbar Shir Yisudaso Bahari Kodesh Ove Hashem Shari Tzion Mikol Mishkos Yaakov Ir Elokim Sela All about Yerushalayim. And then later on in the Perek, talking about other countries. Peleshes Vitzor Imkush Zeyuladsham Talking about all other other countries. And then we have the Pasuk well, before that, that's going to be the answer. Question. It starts off talking about Yerushalayim, and then we're talking about all other countries. But then there's another passage quoted, which Chazal Darshan. Ulitzion ye amar, ish ve'ish yuladba, v'hu yechonaneha elyon. The Gemarim Ksubis tells us, what is ish ve'ish yuladba? Echad ba, echad hanoladba, ve'echad mitzapel l'rosa. Who are connected to Zion? Those who are born there or those who yearn to see it? What, is it? what does this mean? What is the Hemshech of the Psukim? So if you look in the Be'er 
Be'er Miriam, Svarim that are put out by, uh, by uh, Haaretzion, quotes there in one of the articles that HaKadosh Baruch Hu in the future is going to call all the nation, all the people, all the Jews from all over the world. And everyone's going to say, where were you born? Where were you born? They're going to go through all of the, all of the countries. And HaKadosh Baruch Hu is going to accept that? Yes, that's geographically and physically. But at that point, we will also recognize we have another birthplace. And every Jew is Nolad Yerushalayim. Every Jew's connection started off in Yerushalayim. Tzion ha'shomimah ha'azuvah ta'afoch l'makom olatam shel milyone Yehudim That will be a fulfillment of ish ve'ish yuladba. Some people had this course of actually being born in Yerushalayim. I happen to be, I've been born in Yerushalayim. But, but most Jews out there today were not. But there will come a time that all of us, we should feel it already. It's our responsibility to be connected to Yerushalayim. Learn about Yerushalayim. Appreciate Yerushalayim. Daven for Yerushalayim. Because that is the city. Ir Elokim. Seventy different names, most based on Psukim in, in Tehillim. But we have to recognize the privilege and the gift that we have been given. The gift that we have been given to be able to walk the streets, to be able to, to witness older people and young children. Something that even last year maybe we weren't fully able to witness. But just to walk the streets to feel the Kedusha. Yiratzon, that HaKadosh Baruch Hu not only give us the schus of, of, of the nevuos that we see now, but we just don't, we don't want just the Kotel. Right? We want the Beis HaMikdash, Hashras, Hashchina. Daf Yomi just learned this week the five differences between Mikdash Rishon and Mikdash Sheni. We want Mikdash Rishon conditions again. We want Shechina and Aaron and Kruvim and Urim Betum in Bechulu. You hear at Zon that as we all prepare for Yom Yishalayim and Chag HaShavuos, Kabbalah Satorah, Baalim Latova, we should all uh, fulfill everything that we have to fulfill. HaKadosh Baruch Hu should also remove all the Tsaris and pain that Am Yisrael has been through over the past couple of days and just give us Yeshuos and Nechamos and Besaros Tovos.